Welcome to episode two of the A to Z of Ireland with Misha, Mike Hogan. And myself, Andy Gaffney. Oh, you didn't go for the Irish there? No, I figured after my <laughs> embarrassing myself of episode one where I just I thought, why pretend? Why pretend? And I do, and I'm quite hypocritical, I think, because I've realised that something really irritates me is when people throw in an Irish word I know, yeah, in the middle I, sentence yeah, when yeah, they go yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, that's lovely, Guna," and things like that. I just, I just, <laughs> you know, people who go, "Okay, bye bye now, bye bye, slan, bye bye, bye bye," <laughs> yeah, leave it yeah. Out. And then, but I will kind of throw in, I'll throw in like, "Oh, he's got a good graph for that." So I'm completely, yeah, hypocritical. Yeah, but it's starting to annoy me more <laughs> okay. and more as I, I won't, reach. I won't do it again. Tabrón urum, Andy. Anyway, yeah. So welcome okay. along to B. Obviously, this is B uh, of the A to Z of Ireland. We did complete A, um, and uh, we understand that it was quite the long episode, uh, even with a little bit of an edit. It got down to about a minute and fifteen. So thank you if you endured a minute and fifteen <laughs> of our ramblings about the letter A of Ireland. Uh, but we're into it now, and we're all organised and everything, kind of. Mm. Because now you can contact us and everything. Uh, so I have an email address set up, Andy. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Please do. It's Ireland A to Z, and that's T O, not the number two, uh, at gmail.com. So you can email us and, you know, mock us. No. If we've, got, us. if we've missed out on anything, if we've missed out on a thing that you think, well, that should have been in there. That is the key. Let us know. Yeah. If so, know. And we'll do that. If someone emails us and say, look, you missed out on an A, you missed out on a B, we will. You know, we'll we'll stick it in on a further podcast. Yeah, we will put it in, in the in the in the amendments. Exactly. Now, before yeah. we do start, um, I must ask you a number of questions. Okay. Have you travelled from the following regions in recent weeks? Northern Italy. No. China. No. Iran. No. Oh, there was a hesitation yeah, there. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless <laughs> unless unless County Wicklow or Galway is going to come up. <laughs> Sorry am. for time checking this podcast, yeah. but it is in the middle of a, a great panic. About, I mean, the, about the coronavirus I'm gonna I think I think It may pop up In our third episode I was just I think, gonna say Are you want, Are you gonna leave this to see I think I think um, <laughs> In your wonderful feature Of things that Are not Irish But we make Irish Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think uh, Our old friend Convid and I mean, <laughs> uh, Anyway shall we, shall we start With our bees So I've a, I've a rake of bees here um, so I started last week. I think it is only fair and the gentlemanly thing to do to allow you to start with our first B. And this is a podcast, by the way, where we uh, attempt to kind of figure out our country of birth, which is Ireland, through the help of the alphabet. See what makes us Irish, what unites us as a nation through various things from A to Z. And we're on B. Andy, go. Well, you see, here's the thing, OK? I have a few. I have, uh, I have banks. Well, hold on. Well, don't list them off yet. I mean, I have... There has to be an element of surprise. Yeah, there. like... Uh, um, oh, I have a good one there, actually. <laughs> uh, there is... There's one for the inventor section coming up, but Great. I have... Look at you forward selling the features. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've got one that's quite boring and one that comes out of comes out of left field. And I don't think we're going to... We're not going to put in the boring thing first. Is, so. it, is that the banks? No, no, okay, no. It's well. just, you know, but so... What I, I'm going to go with the exciting one first. Just run with it, Andy. I'm going to go with the exciting one first. And, uh, sir, what would you do if you heard this noise? Okay, so... I'd probably be in a haunted forest and run for my life, maybe? Well, I think you would be at home. Okay. And thinking, oh, something is about to go amiss. Because our bee 
is I've gone with the Banshee. Oh, the Banshee. Yeah. I see. Because I think, because I can tie it in with a few different things, because mm. I think no one does ghost stories mm. like the Irish. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, because while other, you know, places like Iceland and stuff, it's very important, ghosts and stuff like that. Mm. But they're very kind of... Um, comforting mm-hmm. but ireland loves a chilling ghost story you and i have featured on numerous oh this gives us a great opportunity to talk of tales of old of yeah. how we came together in radio and did some haunted shows yeah and, yeah and had to we're forced to talk about ghost stories and all that because because there's such an interest in it yeah. there's such a there's such a love of the of the dark of the macabre yeah in ireland um so uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Banshee, but like I said, marry in a few okay. of the ghost stories in general. So and the Banshee, mm. essentially, if my memory serves me right, is a, a, a ghost, or if we're to keep on the theme of the Irish thing we were talking about earlier on, I think Puka is the Irish for ghost. And it essentially is meant to be... Am I ruining your... No, Am I no. ruining your research here? Because no. you're, you're, you're getting sheets together. <laughs> Frantically no, going. No, because I have... Shut up, man. Because I have... I, I, I was surprised by how Irish the, the Banshee okay. is. Because I always associated with the kind of... But I think this must be... We used to go for these walks up in, up in uh, Glenart... Uh, which is woods, these woods in Arklow. Okay. And our teacher would tell us, and must uh, credit to her, she must be a great storyteller, but she told us this is where the Banshee lives. The mm-hmm. Banshee is from Arklow. And how old were you when she was telling you this? Must have, third, third class was with Mrs. About, O'Connor. About 15, I guess, 14, 15. I'll be third, oh, third year. class. Yeah, third, oh, third class. class. So proper, proper oh, wee. Oh, you're like, like 10. Yeah. Okay. And uh, was really kind of uh, scared, but then she also had her. That was the first time she had her husband out, which is always an entertaining. And when you see a teacher with, oh, uh, yeah, oh, that's that's a yeah. When you see a teacher with it, you must you live that life. Yeah, Your well, missus is a yeah, teacher. my missus is a teacher, a primary school teacher, and it's mm. the the older kids she teaches, uh, sixth class, and like that, we have met various students in shopping centres and so on. And there is that thing that I recognise from when I was young, when you meet a teacher out with their other half, and suddenly you see the teacher as a human being yeah. and it's like oh my god you are a window into her world yeah and exactly. what a pleasant window I don't know about that <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> but, but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so she would tell, tell us like the banshee is from Arklow so <laughs> the banshee is from Arklow <laughs> I'll tell you one thing mate Living she wasn't wrong <laughs> <laughs> Living in a caravan yeah, by yeah, the beach. Yeah. Living on in a British, holiday home. And our other be British. Just drinking in Jack White's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's an article, right? Uh, nearby, Red Cross. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Black Widow's another bee. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Really going dark today. Yeah. Um, so, but like, so the story of the Banshee <laughs> is that mem- yeah, people hear a scream when a loved one. Is about to. That's right. Is about to pass. Yeah, but apparently it is. It is so Irish. There is. I mean, look. I mean, this is all kind of politics, if you want. But uh, <laughs> there is an explanation of why you don't. Why you probably haven't heard it. I haven't. I haven't heard it. Um, because you'd be thinking like, there's people dying left, right, and centre. You yeah. would just hear nothing but banshees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This poor woman <laughs> would be would be would be working overtime. But it is now only people who are pure Irish. Oh, and this is the thing that I was quite surprised by. Apparently now, because of Generation, it is now people who are only of a pure 
Irish bloodline. It used to be anyone who has uh, like a knee in their, which is like that's his daughter of, isn't it? That's yeah, daughter kind of, of, yeah, yeah. yeah but isn't like, so isn't so it like the opposite to Mac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's anyone would kind of, but like it's like so would Mac in their names and stuff like that. Apparently, yeah. but I think that is now being poo pooed now for the for the actual reason is that apparently it is only. Um, it is only people who are pure Irish bloodline okay. here. Wow. It's, yeah. So I don't know who was who was left of the pure Irish. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm bloodline. not entirely sure. But mm. I, I come back to your uh, original statement that this could be a lot of bollocks. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I mean, like, let, let's call a spade a spade here, Michael. Let's call a spade a spade here. This, this is, is a load of nonsense. Bollocks. But it ties into the bollocks. There you go. It ties into Ireland's love <laughs> of. Being scared and kind of, I guess, kind of taking taking comfort. And I, I know Northern Ireland, people up in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Yeah. I know a lot of people up there. They're very, they have a lot of belief in the spiritual world. Do you really think so? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. I think it's because, you know, a lot of people up in Belfast... I'm really, I'm really dancing here. Like, I like, I want to kind of get you out of this. Yeah, a lot. You've of already brought racism into the banshee <laughs> story already. Yeah. Like a lot of people in Belfast uh, are very kind of like Irish. They're very proud of their Irish. Yeah. Heritage. Are you talking? So they believe in the spiritual insofar as like heaven and so on and, and religious well, aspects. Are you talking about myth and legend like this? I'm talking like well, ghosts. And it's all myth and legend. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm talking about a belief in ghosts and. I think that there is now something that because they are so kind of pure and, you know, we are Irish, we are, you know, we are belief and all this stuff that it ties into this whole, well, banshees only are heard by okay these, because now I feel bad kind of telling this story, but do you want to hear a chilling ghost story involving the banshee? Okay. Did this happen to you? No, no. This was very much a friend okay. of a friend thing. Now this is quite dark. I, 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 so consider this like a, a trigger warning if you want, but this is an old story about a friend of mine who claimed this was a cousin or whatever it is, but how he was kept on hearing a scream okay. in the middle of the night, kept on heard, heard it uh, about three times. And on the third time he had been into his parents each time. Okay. And they were like, look, just go to bed. Nothing, everything is fine. And then his lovely sister kind of came out and said, look, don't mind them. I'll stay in with you tonight. Don't worry about anything, okay? Yeah. And uh, he heard the scream a fourth time right. when he was with her. And the sister was lying. Dead. Oh, God, Andy. Besides, it's, it's, like I told you, it's kind of a grim story. Now, it is a grim story. Because you're going to think like this man either had some kind of <laughs> breakdown and was you know or it just it didn't didn't happen uh, I, yeah I think yeah. like it, 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 it well it could have happened but it's nothing nothing to do with a, like a no, banshee no no because otherwise like hospices would be just a pain in the <laughs> Yeah. Well, it'd be a very good warning system, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you did yeah. have it. But um, I don't know. I, I'd imagine it comes like we've done, as I said previously, a couple of Halloween shows together for mm. the radio. They're not really a thing anymore. They're not as big. I think all that stuff sort of phased out in the last couple of years. Uh, but we've done haunted shows. I think the one you were on with us was in Wicklow Jail. Is that I right? I did Wicklow Jail, Cork Jail. Oh, you did, did Cork few, Jail as well. Yeah, I did a few in studio. Okay, ones. well, I did one in another radio station in Kennedy Castle. 
um, and uh, a woman there, a medium or whatever, she was very seriously into it. And she claimed uh, that night that she heard the banshee and so on and so forth. But uh, but it's it's usually the sound when you're in the countryside. Obviously, you hear all various types of sound. And now this would be heard in more urban areas as well. Is the fox cry, which I think is is you know confuses people and mm. gives people great you know. Um, allows people to say they're hearing banshees on haunted walks and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I suppose it does tap into our, our love for myth and legend and stories and ghosts and ghouls. And because like the traditional image of the banshee is a, you know, this kind of just beautiful girl and kind of white hair and kind of coming I always to thought it was a real L one with white hair. You see, well, yeah, then there's an L one, but then there's also a virgin, a, a virgin of the, of the, Banshee that is apparently a headless woman, a completely naked headless woman going around holding a bucket of blood. Now, I wouldn't really give a shit what warning <laughs> she was coming. If she was like coming to say, look, grandma is passing. I'm like, look, that's grand. Just please leave me alone now. This is, but have you ever been, um, like we had, like I said, we've done numerous of these, mm. of these, of these, the haunted shows, of these yeah. haunted shows. Have you ever been in one of those situations or otherwise genuinely spooked but no I'm kind of boring when it comes to this I don't believe in it at all I think it's all a load of nonsense but I, I appreciate the stories and I'll buy into it and all that and I have an amazing fascination with the people who genuinely buy into this stuff like because of our ver- our jobs over the years we've come in close contact with people who genuinely love this stuff um, and they're paranormal investigators and I've spoken to loads of them and it's just, it's fascinating to see how much they absolutely 100% buy into this stuff. It's it's a strange kind of, it's a strange slice of different different levels of, of um, not telling tales at a school or whatever, but different levels of belief where you could have a, you could have one person who is there who believes in this and this is there, this is where they make a living, who can be quite... Uh, allow us to do what we need to do to make something yeah. entertaining. And then you could have other people who, um, I think there was, a, there was a paranormal scientists in the Wicklow jail and they didn't want to be part of the show because they thought, well, we are now just, we were doing things for entertainment purposes. Yes. And they did not, they weren't comfortable to be included yeah. in the show and they asked for to not be included. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically we do the show uh, where like when you're recording something like any of those most haunted shows or whatever I mean whatever you want to believe in and the great entertainment and all that but if you're a producer or a presenter and you're under pressure to get screams shouts and sounds and all this sort of stuff in a constrained amount of time uh, you're going to have to do a bit of make believe like because let's be honest I mean I've been there I've been a producer in haunted shows where I do not believe in this nonsense but I have to make it happen so you're under pressure so you have to do things, but that's what happened to us. We had paranormal investigators. Andy's telling you this particular story, or alluding to this particular story, uh, we ha- where we had paranormal investigators who were setting up various tests and all the rest of it. And they suddenly realised that we were putting stuff in place to sort of, you know, uh, how, how will I explain this without uh, not completely revealing what goes on in these things? <laughs> that's, so why I was trying, that's why I was dancing here. But we were doing say, things of, with production value mm. to make it a little Sprinting bit more a little bit of magic. Yeah, and mm. uh, they were not happy at all and they walked out, mm. uh, which is which was kind of mad, but on, on another unusual kind of story in the, uh, in the tale of radio. There was 
I did start kind of questioning my own stuff at one point because in I think it was in the Wicklow jail there was one room there that now I assume it just this comes down to insurance purposes or whatever but you guys were setting up downstairs right and I thought well look I'll just go upstairs in case I'm needed mm-hmm. to add a few sound effects and posts right okay say. yeah so I was going into this room that was right above where all you guys were going to be uh-huh. doing the doing the stuff and the gentleman who worked there who was very open and, and incredibly lovely guy said look I wouldn't I wouldn't go in there because we don't even include that on the tour because that is there's something dark in that, in that room it's there is yeah. we really don't like that room I think that is some kind of uh, some kind of vault of, of all these spooky stuff was they kind of thought was coming from this room now I immediately thought it'll be grand uh, <laughs> it'll be grand this is purely just for some kind of insurance purposes so or you whatever. went in anyway I went in I went in and sure enough like this clearly wasn't for this wasn't for public consumption because there was no seats, no nothing. It was a fairly empty yeah. room, and I think you guys were slightly delayed. With I don't know, must be setting up audio equipment or, or whatever. Okay. And I was standing in complete darkness in this room that is meant to be so haunted. In a, like even the people in a haunted castle don't like going into this room. It's so haunted, and I started questioning myself, going. Well, I don't believe in this stuff, but surely if I'm going to see if there's if there is ghosts out there, if there is spirits out there, surely this is where I <laughs> surely this is where I see it because if it doesn't happen now, it's, it's never never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Well, what makes you think ghosts are hanging around like That's in a, the thing, but like if this was meant to be this kind of cell. like this vault of yeah, evil of energy, bad energy. And then I started getting kind of like uh kind of like delusions of grandeur where I kept on thinking to myself well, this is going to change everything. I'm going to have to go to Sky News. I mean, like, if this if this ghost comes out of here, I know I'm not. I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go and say, no, look, I am. Look, there was a ghost there. <laughs> this is all. This stuff is all real. And then it didn't. Then nothing happened. And then nothing Imagine happened. Imagine that. And it was the longest ten minutes of my of my life. I know. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, it's yeah, it's interesting. That all started from the banshee. So that is our first B of the B episode podcast. Shall we move on? Yeah, do you want to hear the Banshee screw again for the crack? Yeah, go on. It actually, it kind of sounds like a, a noise from a 90s nightclub or something like that. <laughs> Was it like owls as well, isn't it? Do, uh, that's a lot of the old beliefs come from owls and stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on uh, to the next B I have, which is Andy. We all do this thing. It's ingrained in Irish society and it is the begrudger, which is my next B. That's a great B. Discuss. That is a great B, and it is something that I hate. <laughs> right. Genuinely. I but I do it. But I will I will do but, it. It's tall poppy syndrome, isn't it? In what's what, sorry, I don't know what is that, means. that kind of uh it's someone doing well for themselves and yeah. you're like, oh fuck that guy. You know, yeah, but that's we exactly wanna, what we want to cut down a, a tall poppy. A tall poppy. A tall poppy, yeah. Tall I poppy never syndrome. heard of that ever. Yeah. Tall poppy syndrome. Tall poppy syndrome, yeah. Like you that. always want to cut down the tallest poppy. Oh, okay. Very good, yeah. That yeah. is exactly what it is. But for some reason, it is part of Irish culture. And it's not really part 
of other cultures around the world. And I have noticed that in the likes of America. Like anytime you're over in America and you tell them something you're doing, whether it be in your career or your family life or whatever, and I think so anyway, unless they're saying bad things about you uh, behind closed doors. But in but from from the in most cases, they're actually genuinely happy for you. They're genuinely to see, genuinely happy to see someone being successful. Whereas here, anyone comes successful and they're kind of chopped down like the poppy, aren't mm, they? Yeah, I was recently at a live podcast of the uh, director Kevin Smith. Uh, he was doing his podcast Hollywood Babylon. Very funny guy. He's made like movies like Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob. I just have a very, very, very funny guy. Okay. He's become he he has become a podcast empire. He was <laughs> doing his live podcast. And it was him and his American colleague. And they made a joke about uh like Bono. They were playing to the crowd and they were like, Hey, well look, we love Bono. And the entire Vicastry went into booze. And they're like, what the fuck did Bono do? <laughs> it's like, what happened when we were on the plane? What yeah. did Bono do? Yeah. And just people are like, just kind of shouting up, ah, fucking, fucking Bono, Bono, Bono. And you might say, look, I need to get to the bombers. We all thought that Irish people loved yeah. Bono. Now, can one person stand up and explain the problem yeah. with Bono? <laughs> and just one guy casually sauntered up and went, ah, he's a bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that some yeah. that sums up kind that of sums up like, Bono is a bit of a bollocks, but also I do think it ties in to the idea of the Irish begrudgery. It does absolutely, and there are other celebrity examples uh, that I'm sure we can think of. Um, another B actually, there's B Bono, B Bob Geldof as well uh, is another guy that yep. people tend to. Well, maybe that's because of this maybe the things he said about Ireland over the years and so on. But um, the likes of I don't know Ronan Keating. Speaking of Ronan Cheers. Keating, now he's yeah. become. <laughs> he's become uh, yeah, but again, trend. like he. He but asks why? first. Why? Why? The man is just trying to, you know, do a job. He's he's successful in his own right or whatever. But I just think anybody. But it's not even okay. They're like singing celebrities. But it's even like business people or anybody that happens. And oftentimes people do have to. If you want to become like that billionaire or whatever or that multimillionaire, you might have to leave Ireland. It is a small country, and you might have to, you know, lay your path uh, somewhere else, maybe in England or uh, in America. But it just seems to be a thing with people that if they see anyone being more successful than they are they're as you say a bollocks well I think that's why shows like The Apprentice and Dragon's Den haven't really worked yeah. in Ireland yeah. it's because if you have who was the gentleman who presented The Irish Apprentice oh um, uh, Bill Cullen Bill Cullen now yeah. I know he he ran into his own issues or yeah. whatever but I think The Apprentice was pulled before that anyway but so you have you know you have Bill Cullen uh, or the dragons telling you, you know what, your idea is rubbish. Yeah. I don't want it. Get yeah. out of here. You're an idiot. You're fired. And you're saying, who the fuck are you? Well, yeah, but that ties into another thing, though. I think Irish people, on one hand, uh, are, uh, we're big at the begrudging. But on the other hand, we're not too keen on any of our own being... Uh, mocked in that way either like, mm. you know what I mean there's this weird positioning I don't know what it is but that's why the likes of say uh, X Factor and those sorts of things the 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 initial kind of design of those programs I don't think really would have worked here ever because when one of your own has been taken down we do have a nice compassion about us I think in the most for the most part to go ah we're gonna leave it I leave off leave them off do you know what I mean yeah like but I equally we, we will begrudge successfully like I don't think a lot of begrudging is genuinely nasty 
it's a bit of kind of like, Asher, he's one of our own, like, you know? Yeah. Apart from yeah. Sheer Sharonan. Sheer Sharonan seems to escape it a little bit. Who? Sheer Sharonan. Who's Sheer Sharonan? She'd been like Oscar nominated like four times. Oh, Sheer Sharonan? Oh, yeah. Was that, how was I? But oh my God. What did you. How did you Sheer, say? Sheer Sharonan. <laughs> oh, I had no idea you were saying Sheer Sharonan. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought you were talking about someone I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, me mate, Saoirse. Saoirse Ronan gets an awful lot of grief as well. Yeah, she yeah. She does, like. But, like, people are kind of always very happy to... Even though I think I think maybe there is a culture change kind of happening. I think because Twitter is... there may People are trying to be more positive on things like, on things like Twitter now, where it's very mm-hmm. much like, let's... Let's be kind. Yeah, let's celebrate... Our own instead of going like who the fuck this <laughs> shit again? But it, that's so much happens behind. Wait, but what is it then? What's the psychology of it? Because on the one hand, you're right. People that go, Sisha Ron, and who does she think she is? She's you know uh, from Carlo, and who oh there she is speaking like this, you know, or whatever. All right, that's on the one hand. So the one person will say that, and that very same person, should she win an Oscar, will go, come on, Ireland, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's, and I it's, know both of those uh, speak like what they said Saoirse Ronan speak like. That, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was unusual. But you know what I mean? I'd say it is very much a, yeah, we do want to celebrate our heroes, but also remember where you come from. And I do think it's all linked yeah, yeah. into the purpose of this show is all linked into Irishness yeah. is that we do want to it's very important to never forget where you yeah. where you come from and if we think if we can smell notions off you <laughs> sonny boy <laughs> you are being taken down are, like a poppy in the field taking you down but I think now even like personal begrudging even though it's not I know it happens more with celebrities but even you know your mates and all this stuff begrudgery happens but I think because of WhatsApp groups and all this stuff now it is very hard to get away with it (laughs) if you bitch about anyone yeah yeah it's going to be careful what you write yeah yeah. that's for sure especially because I was giving out about someone I was giving out about fucking someone for ages and I was driving at the same time and I hit WhatsApping or or? I hit the record in the WhatsApp oh did you yeah I hit the recorded Everything it was like Watergate, oh, really. Me and I didn't just stop at one person. I went through ten people. No, <laughs> just, like, my my up. mother always gave me the advice long before WhatsApp groups, long before even texting was a major thing. She always said never put anything in writing, yeah. and it's always stuck with me. And She's a wise woman. I've fallen foul of it a, a couple of times, but I genuinely, generally, try not to write like bad things on a text because I've seen how people work like people come up to me going look look what I just got on a text and you're like I'm never sending you a text ever yeah do you know what I mean if you're you're going to do that about someone else Uh, but back to what you were saying in relation to the psyche of Irish people and don't forget where you came from like one of our more popular phrases well we use it in our household anyway and I've used it for years is the it was long it was far from Podcasting you were raised Or as far from Whatever you were raised Do you ever use that phrase? Oh yeah Yeah I think yeah. I used it I used right. it I used it yesterday Well there It's all around the country yeah. But that very phrase Oh it's long from that you, It was far from that You were raised Kind of tells us A lot about ourselves Because that's obviously What's in the psyche Of Irish people Is don't forget your roots Don't get too big For your boots And uh, that can kind of Be a bit of a pain In the arse Yeah and it, it really is A kind of a double edged Thing 
like the fact that you said about the Oscars where people go like oh well done well done yeah. the Irish Union is proud yeah. and also who the fuck does she think is yeah. it's also the whole oh, like that person started with nothing that person started yeah, with nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet so it really is it's whoever the person yielding it I think yeah. kind of controls the like I could be begrudging you yeah but if anyone else yeah yeah if anyone else you'll defend me I would defend you you know <laughs> I would Light thing, I would begrudge you to your to your face. <laughs> it's your successful what breakfast show. <laughs> what have you been saying about me? Yeah, I'm yeah. But um, there's another weird example, and I don't know if this completely ties in, uh, but about the Irish language. And I was saying this to someone recently, and I know we've spoken about the Irish language weirdly a couple of times already. Um, but it's 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 it is that kind of. Uh, you know, I may begrudge, but don't begrudge me, mate. But in relation to the Irish language. I always find that it gets an awful hard time. And because my wife is a girl gore and I'm sort of surrounded by it all the time, I see both sides. So I see the love for it and the want for it to continue. And I also see the, the hatred it's given. But the very people who hate it and give, will give out about it and say it's a nonsense language and what a load of not, they're almost proud that they don't speak it. But then when they're abroad or God forbid, there's a suggestion that it might be taken out of schools or that we should ban it all together. Oh, you can't ban that. I mean, it's part of our heritage, you know what I mean? I'm like, you were just fucking slagging it like five minutes ago. So it all kind of ties in. It's a weird, it, it is, it's a it's double-edged a, sword. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of fucking giving out because you want to be, because you want to give out, you want to be heard. Yeah. And I think it says fucking allowed to say that on the podcast, <laughs> but like, it's a lot of giving out <laughs> Because you want to be heard. And I think that's where a lot of the nastier sides of begrudging, where you think you're not being heard, and think, well, look, if I'm a bit nastier, this is where I yeah. can be heard. But I think with the majority of begrudging, it is not malicious. Okay. Right. Yeah, it is okay. not malicious. And plus, like, as someone, I think it was the Irish writer Stephanie Preisner said that, uh, whenever you slag anyone, whenever you slag anyone, there is a WhatsApp group screenshot of that slag doing the rounds. As and in, uh, if you WhatsApp it? Yeah, if, you, if I'm WhatsApping someone, I'm like, Jesus, what your one said to me last night, you can guarantee that has been screenshotted and sent around to other people, you know? Yeah, that's why I don't put anything in writing. And you're dead right. Your mother is the wisest. She, she could get me out of so much trouble. Way ahead of her time. WhatsApp yeah. groups, they are a disease. <laughs> I, know they're, I know they're like really practical mm. and all that. But my God, there's too many of them. I silence them. I'm, I'm part of a few groups, uh, be it playing football and all that sort of stuff. And they're fine to say you're in or you're out or whatever. But other than that, there's a WhatsApp group set up for bloody everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think my uh, kind of almost refusal to engage and allow them now have meant that I don't get invited into more. <laughs> Do you not? But it's, more. The, it's the awkwardness of being invited into them and you're automatically invited into them. You've no say in the matter. As far as I know, I don't think there's any setting to say, I don't want to be involved in this group. Uh, but even if they do, they'll see, even if there is, they'll see that you didn't, mm. you know, accept the invitation. And then when you're in it, you can't leave it because a big notification comes up that you're gonna, you know what I mean? You have to leave it. And I just think it's a mess. And there is like, we need such to go a back to basics. There is such a coldness when you see someone has left. Someone's left a WhatsApp group and thing like, I mean, again, go back to begrudging, but you see someone has left a WhatsApp group. You go, like, what's the fuck? Look at that, look at that. Bit sensitive, weren't you? Far from WhatsApp you know? But like, I mean, this is completely off topic, but like, it's, it's strange. There was, a, there was a WhatsApp group called Set Up 
for a few of us to go see Star Wars. A few oh, years. I see. What, a few what, year, what is the point in having a, a few WhatsApp years group back, for that? But like we now have that that has become night crew, and we have we've got on holiday every single year. Yeah, we don't let any new members in. It's constantly, and it's almost like uh, therapy. Extremely offensively humoured right. therapy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, just be careful what you write. Oh yeah. And uh, you know it can be screenshotted. Yeah. So listen to Mammy Mike. Listen to Mammy Mike. Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on? Yes. Um, I mean, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quickly do a a speed round. Well, I think what we have to really mention uh, when we're talking about bees, and this is this is the incredibly. Uh, boring one so I'm going to do what you did I'm going to marry two topics very very okay, quickly okay. Um, I think when you're talking about bees you have to mention bands okay. and Ireland's had a fantastic heritage of bands you have Tin Lizzy U2 my beloved JJ72 which no one else knows about JJ72 I know about oh, JJ72 of course JJ72. we talked yeah, about JJ72 yeah, yeah, on the, the, podcast the, the, grand. Yeah, they you were in the school with them they were in my school yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ham Sandwich uh, we had great pop acts Boyzone Westlife uh, Bewitched yeah they were Irish weren't they and it's then you absolutely. have uh, you know the Coronas and DC Fontaines yeah no we do have comedy we have yeah we've mm. got music and comedy in this country is is fantastic yeah yeah we do we do it very be well good on for C actually we should remember that C for comedy C for comedy yeah, okay for that, yeah, for no that take the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see how the magic happens on this <laughs> on this show but um yeah like I know you see you're in the you're in the realm of like you mentioned a Star Wars group mm. and you mentioned you know you really love bands and all that. I wish I, in a way, I had that love for like one piece of music or one style of music or one band or something like that. But See, I really yeah, I, I very much, you know, antics and crawdaddy uh, of Wednesday night. That was where my education okay. was. Even though I was kind of going out long before and listening to music long before, it was that when you kind of find your, your ing, you know, when you find your thing, you are that is you kind of set for life. So mm. it was kind of like 2005, the indie Cindy's, the kind of the floppy hair, the really, yeah, the Jack Daniels and little bottles of Jack Daniels, and listening to like Block Party and editors and okay. this proper indie stuff. None of them are it's like a, them. that's a, like another language now. You're speaking. Irish, but I have kind of checked out a little bit of. I'm very bad with keeping up with new music, and I kind of thought, well, that's just what happens. But I know so many people who really do keep an eye on new music uh, but it means that like I don't go to as many gigs anymore because you know the bands that I like now are like dying of gout and all this kind of stuff and, <laughs> and stuff like that God, so. I can't think of the last time I was even at a gig and I could probably count on one hand how many times I was ever at gigs in general you must get invited to a lot of gigs though do you yeah but I can never go mm. I can never go to anything it's mad because I don't know if you're just tuning into this for the first time I, I we both have um met uh, through radio and I work on a breakfast show and ever since I went on to the breakfast show you tend to get invited to loads of things because you get invited to theatre shows and the whole lot but there's this real cruelty about it because <laughs> like if I had this happened when I worked on other shows you'd actually be able to go because you might be working in the afternoon or evening but when you're up at half four there's just and you get these wonderful invites but all the invites you ever get are all stuff during the week mm. they're very rarely at the weekend so I can never go. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, a, it's kind of cruel, really. Did you have I, another quick one? I had one a very, very quick one because I, I mean, I really have no idea how to sell this one, but I just think it's very, very Irish and very, very B is kind of ties into the whole banshee thing is banging night. 
Oh, it's banging nice. It's banging nice. Oh, I thought this was going to be. I thought this was very Irish. Maybe it's just very <laughs> banging nice. Very culty. Yeah. As in banging nice r- is riding nice. Like. No, no, no. But when I tried to Google it, I did get a lot <laughs> oh, of. Oh, I bet you. Got I got some. I got a lot of like uh, help forums going. You know. <laughs> uh, well, Thursday night was banging night in my house, and uh, so uh, what the hell is banging night? Banging night is the night before Halloween. Okay. Where, as I think it's sold to kids. As you you know you 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 knock on a door and you leg it and okay. you're like, hey, you know, um, but I was told never to do that. Keep <laughs> on banging night, just knicks. Yeah, essentially the entire thing is built around knickknacks uh, where you knock on a door and then you leg it off. Even though you're going to be around those same houses tomorrow, but it's somehow it's linked to banging night. But that was never what about. I think it's what it literally is. Is so many bangers. Are set off. Oh yeah, it's that, all I about. Absolutely despise Halloween. Yeah, I hate it with a passion. But there can't be any bangers left for Halloween because Banging Night is just essentially is is like the purge that film, the purge yeah. where they just like there are no rules apply. It's just you you keep your you keep your dog in on Banging Night. Yeah, they just let risk play. It's just it's just a war zone. That must be a Wicklow thing. I never, I've never heard of Banging Night. Hi, this is, please do email in if you have Banging Night. Ireland A to Z at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, no, I, ne- I never heard of Banging Night, but I hate, well, I, I'm wrong in saying I despise Halloween. I have despised it. I'm kind of liking it a little bit now with the little ones of two little kids. So it is nice. And I finally understand the, the, the positive side of Halloween in the dress up and the excitement and all the rest of it. But other than that, it is just an excuse for knobs <laughs> to yeah, act. No, I, I fucking can't go so good. <laughs> hate Halloween. Fucking hate Halloween. <laughs> you do as well. I absolutely good, despise Halloween. Thank I you. always hate Halloween. I don't like dress up. No. I don't like that thing. I feel yeah. uncomfortable around it. I don't. I don't get any kick out of it whatsoever. Yeah. Donning wigs and and throwing on. And so you know what I was associated with then is kind of like yeah when you were a kid it was kind of fine but then you start going like on college nights out Halloween college nights out. People are dressed very kind of like kind of like sexy or whatever like that, and it just means that you're always going to see drunken people fighting. You see the mask <laughs> fighting with the Statue of Liberty, uh, sexy Statue of Liberty. You see them like Jim Carrey's mask fight, and I just think this is like ridiculous. Like I just hate. Yeah, I if if we could it. if we could ban one holiday, I think that would be it, or one festival, should I say. I think Halloween should definitely get out of there. Yeah. And people, this this whole thing, like, oh, it's my Christmas. It's no Christmas. Oh, fuck off. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, I, I, um, uh, I'm sort of mixed on Christmas now. I used to love Christmas. But, and again, I like it for the, the fun with the kids and all the rest of it. But other than that, it has just become ridiculous. Like crazy, expensive, just junk shoved down your neck all the time. You can't avoid it. I don't like it. Easter now. That is the business. I like Easter. Nothing to do with religion now, just the festival of Easter. I actually like that. Force it into a few eggs. Eggs. What's not to like about chocolate? Yeah. Right? Eggs, fine. They're cheap. Brilliant. Yeah. You have your your dinner. You want to meet with family. It's not as much pressure to start hauling yourself around the country to meet family and all the rest of it. It's uh, it is nice. I like Easter. That can stay. I like the run up to Easter, where every supermarket you went to is doing those three for two on the week Cadbury's eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I bought three of them last week. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. If the coronavirus ha- kicks in, I'm going to get diabetes because <laughs> all I'm doing is stockpiling. Oh, you will be an, an at risk <laughs> yeah. person. I have stockpiling. We should definitely come back to Christmas in the next. We'll episode. come back to Christmas in the next one. Uh, yeah. Just side note: best Easter egg, not technically an egg, but the lint bunny 
is one of the nicest things I think on the planet right now. Look at that! Look at that! Oh. That little posh Easter egg. That is a posh uh, Look at that notion. This epic grocery <laughs> comes out again. <laughs> a little bell around its neck and everything. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on. Let me see what I have. Um, and I know we're kind of running out of time a little bit. I have a, just just shout if you like any of these. Excellent. Um, I have. Oh, I tell you what, we'll do actually. We'll do my uh, not Irish but Irish. Oh, thing. looking forward to it. looking forward boop, to boop, it. Boop, 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 boop. Irish, no, no Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the attempt at a jingle. Oh my god. We'll, get, we'll workshop a jingle. Ashamed of myself. Yeah. Uh, so Barack Obama. That's very good because okay. even though I'm going to leave this feature in your hands because I am struggling to come out. I just couldn't. I just. I just. It doesn't. It didn't enter my head. It didn't head. enter your head at all. Yeah, that is very good. Well, just because of, I guess, the tie we have with American presidents anyway, and their desperation to find some link with the Irish Americans, and it's just, it's just tragic. And I, you know, we buy into it all the time because we we just love to be loved by anyone else that might have Irish roots. Like, do you ever notice on the Late Late Show or any of the shows, the questions always are like, you know have you any roots? And I believe once you had, you know, a dog that was adopted from a man who lived once in County Clare and blah, 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 and it's all this sort of stuff. And it's like, oh, come on, it's okay. We don't have to find that link all the time. For reasons, okay, I meet a lot of tourists. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, I meet a lot of tourists. That's because you live in Arklo. You talking Te- about Dublin tourists? Technically, it's because of that. It's because of a, of a link to an Airbnb. That you know, it's very unpopular to own an Airbnb. Ooh. So we might edit this out. <laughs> Give the property back to the people. <laughs> yeah, um, our listenership will go way down. So feel free to edit that. To, to edit that out. Oh, we're definitely not editing that. Out. <laughs> you landlord scum. You. The, uh, <laughs> but like, you get you do meet a lot of people uh, who would say like, "Well, I'm coming here because I have." I want to find my ancestors. I want to find really? my yeah. ancestors. Anything like I wasn't. Well, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you where to get the bus to Glendalough or something. But, yeah, mm. but but well, there is that um, obvious um, relationship with 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 uh, people in America and particularly presidents, and we've had many of them over the years that have come here, but none Andy Gaffney ever have had um, a forecourt (laughs) (laughs) garage named after them. And that has happened, obviously, in, in Offaly, right? Isn't it Offaly? Yeah. You stop by it. If I'm driving from Limerick to Dublin, Mm. you stop by at the Barack Obama The Barack Obama Plaza, yeah. Yeah. I've only been in it once. It's a um, fabulous plaza. These, by the way, can we talk about these and just sort of shoehorn them in a little bit, these plazas that are around the country at the moment? I, I think they are I, fantastic. I, I think we missed out with Apple Green on A. I think Apple Green should have been in on our A. Probably should sort of, have, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's, there are different ones now. Apple Green doesn't have the monopoly anymore. No. You have the Galway Plaza. You have the Barack Obama Plaza. There's like the Kinnegad something or another. Um, there are loads of them and they're fantastic facilities that we have n- we never had in this country we kind of lose out a little bit on the whole you know going up to the to the rural uh, garage and asking for the the key to the jacks and you get like a, 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 a like a plank of wood with a piece of string and a key that sort of thing is is gone and there's something sad about that I mean my, Ask, asking for directions that's all gone now yeah, my car seems to not apply to this rule but I heard that the reason why that they really try and like they'll they'll have the be- they'll have a Costa there they'll have a McDonald's there they'll really kind of go out of their way is because 
because of with the uh, improvements with motorways that you're not stopping for petrol, you're not running out of petrol every half hour anymore. So the real black gold, they call it now, is coffee. Is that you? Yeah. It's getting you to stop and go in and have your Burger King, yeah. have your coffee. Well, apparently there is very little money anymore in actually just selling fuel. So that's what it's all about now for these places to make, you know, make make hay uh, by selling coffee, which is what we're all at now. Having our having our fancy coffees and all that, we've gotten our notions yeah. of plazas and nice coffees on the road and all that. Uh, so yeah, so gone are those days. As I say, you'll stop at the rural garage. But anyway, Barack Obama. Uh, so he is obviously divides opinion for sure. I don't think everybody absolutely loves him, but it's just his his sort of tie with Ireland and uh, Irish people seem to really just adopt him mm. as a, well, as one of our own. It was it was a good day. That when he was in Ireland and he did the whole, it was a good, it was a good, it's the whole is Fader Lynn thing. It was a good. Yeah, it was brilliant. And he's, yeah. he's a great statesman, like, you yeah. know. And uh, on the day he didn't, he didn't appear in uh, outside Trinity College, was it? And uh, he gave a speech and like there were thousands upon thousands of people there and all that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he's a good, he's, uh, I, I think, I think uh, maybe he didn't do as much as, as was hoped, mm. but you know, we had a lot of, a lot of constraints. And the, um, the pint in Money And the pint in Money Gall, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I had such a great, uh, my father was so pissed off at me because I had a great fact about when presidents have a pint, I had it up my sleeve. It was amazing. I really trusted the person that told me. And that is that because of security with DNA mm-hmm. and stuff like that, is that whenever a president has to have a pint, they have to immediately smash it. That's what I was told. I believed this. I was like, I was a superstar when Barack Obama came and I was like seeing that video on the news. I was like, do you know what they have to do with that pint glass now? <laughs> and... Greg Gaffney was like... <laughs> Why would they have to? I was told because of DNA issues and DNA security, they have to smash... Uh, they have to smash the glass that a president drinks out of. Right. So that's what I was saying. And then he told this to he people, and that's what really annoyed him. He told this fact to people, and then it was like, no, but your man has the glass in the bar still. So obviously I so was... So it's complete and utter nonsense. Of absolute bollocks that I was... <laughs> That I was. Uh, oh, I saying. love those facts that you, you you have in your in your sort of facts um, drawer in your brain, and they I turn out to be complete the nonsense. The theme of this episode. Oh, this actually works between ghosts and begrudgery and all that. Is that things come back to haunt you? Yes, they do. There You're you dead go. right. Nice, yeah, nice yeah. wrap. But we should probably wrap it up there. Actually. Um, do you want a very, very quick in- invention? I uh, 100% do. The other things, by the way, we didn't get around to, uh, bacon and cabbage was another one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The inventor uh, section this week is... The inventor of cabbage? Is, no. <laughs> is Henry Denny. And this is a big, big thing. Is that Henry Denner? Henry Denny. <laughs> Henry Denny. I'm just going to read the Wikipedia. Was the inventor of bacon as we know it. Wow. Uh, it was a central power of the full Irish. The bacon rasher was invented by Henry Denny, a Waterford butcher. Denny patented several bacon curing techniques and completely reinvented the process of how to cure bacon. Before this, bacon was cured by soaking large chunks of meat in brie. Uh, then he decided to use flat piece of meat. And soon after this, he began exporting because it was a lot more easy to export because there was so much, they were thinner now. He started to export it to Europe, America, and even India. And it became the rasher that 
conquered the world. And this is an Irish man. It was, yeah, Henry Denny, who I assume Denny's is named after. Yeah, I would imagine um, so. Invented, invented. And the, any idea where he's from in Ireland, no? Uh, Waterford. Oh, what? oh, sorry, you said that. Yeah, yeah Waterford. Yeah. Interesting. Very so good. that's a good in our in a invention section. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. his invention section. <laughs> yeah. Right, we'll yeah. wrap it up there. So nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to C in the next episode. Oh, you, one thing that we do have to do. Because <laughs> we have to assign something. Oh, we have to assign something. Yeah, we assign something for, we had A, Aldi. Okay, we had ALD the last time. So what yeah. have we had so far? We've had Banshee. We've, we've had, had uh, uh, Banging Knife. We've had, well, there was bread. There was bacon. There was, what did you have, sir? You had <laughs> begrudgery. <laughs> begrudgery. And I think begrudgery is a fine thing, but I think, I think, and we don't even have time to talk about much, but like, well, not him instantly. There is only one thing that we can assign B to, and that is this person. Of course. Mm. You know what? That theme tune brings back so many childhood memories. It's yeah. unreal. Bosco, of course. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of working with Bosco numerous times, and that's a weird thing to say. I know. Well, the yeah, pleasure. Yeah. And we we both we, we both did we something both on did stage with, with Bosco. Bosco. Yeah, um, and Bosco has been so good to me, so good to the family as well, because we do a lot of charity, uh, and Bosco is first up to say, "I will do it." And his good friend uh, Paul Lambert is also. Brilliant. So I think there is no Bosco. Is for anyone who doesn't know Bosco, look up Bosco into YouTube, yeah. and you will see. Uh, you will have your mind uh, blown. Blown. Well, believe it or not, um, recently my I've a uh, uh, four and a half year old, almost four and a half year old, and my mother bought her the Bosco DVDs, and she's into it. So Bosco still around, Bosco. still liked by a new generation, and touring a lot. Really, yeah. Touring Lam- well. Lambert, Lambert Theater? Puppet yeah. Theatre had Puppet just Theater. closed, but it is now uh, Shep- he Bosco is now shepherded around. Uh, it's not a he, it's not a she, just a Bosco. That's the that's the amazing. Good, right? Yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. let's do that so because it's a part of most of our childhoods anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, depending on what age you are, but you've had some association, I'm sure, with Bosco over the years. So good one, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think B is has to be. Bosco has to be B. Uh, right then, if you, as we say, if you want to email us, it's Ireland A to Z at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, so I'm Mike, at Mike Hogan Media, and you are? Hi, Andy Gaffney. Very nice. Okay, so go check us out and uh, hope you like the episode. And we'll talk to you again for the letter C. Bye bye. Slon. <laughs> <laughs>